You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And welcome to episode 100 of Three Geeky Ladies. Yay! I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me are Vicki Stokes. Hello. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. Episode 100. I know, yeah. unbelievable. Something I know older it, than us. <laughs> I know it took us a while to get here, but still, 100 is a pretty big deal when it comes to podcasts, because so many pod fade. Yeah. So we do want to say thank you to the listeners, because if it wasn't for you, we would not have episode 100. Yeah, you guys are are, are at fault for this. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of listeners, I do want to play a little um, message that we got from one of our longtime listeners and good friend of the show, Kevin Alder. Hello, Elisa, Vicky, and Suze. This is Kevin Alder. I just wanted to say a Big congratulations to you ladies as you reach your 100th episode. That's a special milestone, and please know that we all enjoy your show and love it, so keep it coming on. Take care. Bye. Oh, thank you. That was so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Kevin. That oh, that's awesome. exactly what I thank said. You, that's exactly what I said, um, Vicki. I said, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's so, nice yes, thank because you. we don't generally get anybody to say... Well, thank you. That we, we do this because we like doing that, you know. And but it's really, really special when somebody says that they enjoy it too. So, because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I keep and doing it, I keep doing it till I can no longer talk. So. That's worth a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> thank you very much. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. I think we've mentioned before, and other podcasters have mentioned, when you get feedback from the listeners, it means so much. Yeah. Not necessarily something like what Kevin said, but even if they say something like, I have a question, what do you think about this? Or Suze, do you like this photo app or do you like that photo app? Yeah, call mm-hmm. out to, to Fitzy there. Yes, thank you, because he asked me about um, whether I used uh, Handy Photo or Touch Retouch. And th- those have been cleaned up. You know, I'm always worried with apps because sometimes they, they become abandonware. But um, I use Handy Photo just because it's still by Adva software, but it has everything in there. But Touch Retouch mm-hmm. is very good, too. Both of them are great apps. So basically what they do is they remove unwanted things in your photograph and your images. So if you had a telephone pole sticking out of somebody's head, like if I took a photograph of Vicky and she was there was a telephone pole behind her, I could go into Touch Retouch or Handy Photo and remove it just by sliding my finger. It's really an amazing. They're both amazing hmm. apps. Hmm. Snapseed has a function called healing, and it does the same thing. So that's why I always can you Can you put something behind you, like uh, Idris Eba behind you in the picture? Well, actually, <laughs> with, with hand, um, I, I'm not sure. I think with Retouch, you, you are able to. Also with Handy Photo, you ha- it has a clone stamp. So you can clone mm-hmm. something in, too, or clone something out, depending. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, do you want a halo, Vicky? Is that what you're asking? No, I just want to take a picture of you and put your favorite guy behind Oh, my Idris. <laughs> my Idris Elba. Oh, my gosh. My husband's going to start getting worried. I mean, uh, he's such a 
such a... I think Egypt should be where we go. Gosh, you know, if, if I'm telling you, if anything ever happened, that would be my wish. I'd want to see Idris. Yeah. Actually, no. If I, if anything ever happened and I had a wish, I would want Idris to show up at my door and I'd want to spend 24 hours with him. Yeah. <laughs> just, just we, we won't You're say what happens in those 24 hours. Just talking, we'll having a glass of wine, you know, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. philosophy, that type of thing. Sure. That's what I thought. Speaking of Idris, when is the new... I wish they'd come back out with uh, Luther again. I'd really love yeah. to see another uh, season of Luther. I loved mm-hmm. Luther. He was so good in that. Yeah, you love him in everything. Uh, I do love him in everything. Weren't they supposed to? Form. Yeah, I thought there was going to... There was. Uh, I've never, I haven't heard them say that it's canceled or anything. No, but let me Better Call look. Saul's coming out in a couple weeks. The new version yes. yeah. of Better Call Saul mm-hmm. and Bosch. If any of you watch Bosch, oh, Bosch Amazon is coming back. Prime. Oh, the third season, right? Yes, yes. the third season yeah. of Bosch and oh, I love that. Better Call Saul too. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm on the Internet Movie Database, and it's showing a season for Luther, and it says episode dated October 17, 2016, but there's like no information. So I, I don't know too. if that's just when someone posted it, or if that's when it was supposed to be released and it wasn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to end up happening with Luther. I like that show a lot. Mm. So in honor of our 100th episode, we've decided that today we want to talk about different types of media that have stood the test of time. Uh, It could be a movie or a TV show that we really like that is just as funny or as engrossing today as it was 5, 10, 15 years ago when we watched it, or an app that we use all the time from years ago. Um, In my case, the app that I use all the time, well, there's two of them I have written down. The first one, Internet Movie Database. I use it on my Mac. I use it on my phone. I use it on my iPad all the time, constantly on Internet Movie Database. Also, 1Password. There's not a day that goes by that I don't use 1Password. And I think I've been using it since, I want to say 2006, Hmm. something like that. And it's worth every penny I spent on it. I would be lost without 1Password. I don't know. Something happened to mine on my computer and I never could get it to work. So I just didn't, uh, you know, update it. So I don't use it anymore. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't function. I mean, besides having my passwords, I have um, notes in there. I have information about other people's computers in there. I have answers to security questions. I have a copy of my passport. Just a, just a ton of information. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. What about well, you, Vicki? My favorite app <clears throat> is the Kindle. I use it on my computer, my phone, and I also use it on my Kindle, my Kindle uh, Paperwhite. Um, I, it's a simple app. It, I, Amazon's not into making the things all fancy. They just give you what you need, and that's exactly what uh, why I like it. Uh, there's other apps you can use to read books on, uh, like iBooks for, for um, books that you download from the Apple Store. Um, but to be quite honest, I, I don't really like that um uh, I, I don't like the, the way it, it, it works, um, and the way it even looks on my on my computer. Um, uh, I did, maybe it's because I just haven't had much time using iBooks, but Kindle is my go-to app because it works well on all, and it syncs across all of the uh, 
other devices, iBooks does the same thing, but um, not not only uh, is the interface better on Kindle, the cost of the books is much cheaper too. So on, on the average, it's cheaper. My other app that I use is Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I agree you know, I with think, you. I think all of us use that. So I, I just move right along. <laughs> it's like, it's ubiquitous. You can use Dropbox for everything. It's interacts with other applications and all kinds of things. Um, recently, I've been using Google Maps quite often um, because my navigation in my car sometimes does some really wonky stuff. Uh, there's a lot of new communities around here, so it does, it's not aware of it. And Google Apps tend to pick up those changes much faster than uh, my downloading the new software on my computer and I don't want on my, on my um, navigation in my car. And the last thing I want to do is be out in public and not know where in the hell I'm going. So the Google now, did you my- consciously use Google over Apple or did you try Apple Maps or do you just used to Google Maps and that's what you use? I think Google Maps is better than Apple Maps. I agree with you. I I don't like Apple Maps. I use Google. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, back the freaking train up here. <laughs> we, have a, we have an Apple Maps here. Oh, let me tell you. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention two instances. Number one, when Mike and I were in France last year, it the car automatic, it has a Navi in it, but it, it uses Google Maps. So we're, we're heading up to Baison, and Mike said, Gee, Suze, does this look familiar? I said, no, it doesn't look familiar. We go down, we end up in a dead-end road. I said, Mike, you're going to have to turn around. I said, forget it. Let me get Apple Maps. And, of course, Ma- Apple Maps, boom. It just, it was horrible. We just decided not to ever use the Navi in the car because it was that bad. Secondly, there was a news... When was this? When was this? Last year in France. Okay. And secondly, <clears throat> excuse me, because you know what's interesting? And, and if people are traveling in Europe, and say, for instance, you are going to a town... Um, like for, for instance, Vaison. So every time when we, if we were in Avenue or anything and we put in Vaison, it would not give us the right directions to Vaison. Now we put, if we put the town near Vaison, Malison, yes, it would give us directions to Malison. So that might just be cognizant people of maybe workarounds, because if you're in a foreign country, sometimes Google Maps uh, may not go, go to your exact destination. You may want to try a town or city next to it because that's how that's how we ended up having to do a workaround with that but recently in texas there was an incident um that a woman uh, from texas went to the grand canyon and she used google maps well google maps sent her down on this wild goose chase out in the desert she ended up getting out of her car she ran out of gas because google maps had said oh gas is on the way and everything um, you know, on, on the leg they put her. So she had to write, write out or spell out the word help in stones. And then she went east because she, she had no water. So she did get rescued, thank God. But there's another thing. Google Maps got some very bad press this week. It's not great. It's just not great. I, I much prefer Apple Maps. I forbid my husband what, what, to use Google do, Maps. You do know that they have the same criticisms on the Apple Maps. So in terms of it being accurate, hmm. both of them have issues. Both it could be just, your location. Just, both of them have issues, but I will tell yeah. you is that I, both of them do. Did you remember when it first came out and the people were talking about Apple Maps and how they sent them places and same thing like w- w- what happened with that girl went down the wrong road or yeah, but that's but don't forget that's a lot of that's been crowdsourced and, and and you're able to correct those so that's been okay. But I will say the only way that Google has it better is they pronounce words in French much better than Siri. 
you know, it's really funny um, when, when Siri tries to pronounce anything outside of English. But I do think Apple, sometimes they will not give you the, sh- um, they, they tend to like to put you on toll roads. You know, they don't have the workaround for the back roads necessarily. They always like to put you on the safe toll roads, which yep. I think that's, that's yep. okay. That's what, I don't, that's what I don't like about it. And, and I know enough about where I live to avoid that. Yes. So, um, I, I, and my car has a way of, of getting rid of tolls and stuff like that. Well, I do you know? wish. So, and the apps do too. You can actually put it in there and say avoid this and that. Even though you do stuff. that, though, even though I you, I put no tolls or, or whatever, it mm-hmm. still puts you on the toll road. And there's still mm-hmm. other ways, the, the back roads, to get there. And that irritates well, me a little bit. They used to be better. Mm-hmm. Now, Apple tends to always kind of throw you on a toll road. But I have well, to say I, well, is we've gotten lost more with Google Maps than we ever have with Apple. Just, just well, you know. All I have to say is that they all are, are have issues, which is the only reason why before I go somewhere, I look on Google Maps. And oh, then yeah. I use my navigation system to see if it is, it's correct. Because I, I don't want to be in a situation. I don't want to use either one of them in my car because I don't trust either one of them. See, Google yeah, Maps yeah, on the computer so. is better than it is yeah, on it the is. app. It because is. I also it found is. the other day I was going somewhere and I checked it out on the map on um, the MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. And then when I was actually in the car with my phone, it gave me a yeah. different route. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, how come you're not giving me the same route that I saw on my computer? Yeah, that sounds bad. That, that now that's bad. Yeah, so that, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. It was some. It was. It was an area that I knew. It was just I wanted to take a different way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so basically, yeah. what I did was my husband was driving, so I just held the phone and I just kind of you know opened the map a little bit bigger, so I could see the name of the streets, and I mm-hmm. just said, "Go this, you know, make a left here, make a right here," and yeah. got us to where we needed that, to go. That happened to us in Vegas. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It's maybe the signal was weird or something, but we kept going around and around in a circle. And it, it didn't tell us that we actually were at the location. We were just going around and around the place that we should have gotten out of the park and going into. You know, so. now, now, it could very well be that between Google and Apple Maps, it how much you like it or dislike it is based on where you live. So yeah. it could be that, yeah. Suze, where you live, it's not as good. Google as Apple is, but for Vicky and I, but Google it's not is better good than in Apple. France, and Apple's good yeah. in France. Well, so I'm not going to use Google Maps in France. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I, so I just find that Dallas has a lot of construction going on right now. It, it's oh, yeah. not as bad as the Big Dig in Boston when I was going down. Every yeah. week was a brand new route. Oof. But um, mm-hmm. I will say Apple keeps up with the new exits immediately, which I'm very impressed with. Google, not so much. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I know it's a personal well, preference. But. I, I think because I have Googled down the road from where I live. So, uh, yeah, so you've probably, you probably their, owned, I've actually seen their truck going around. You probably own some Google stock there. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm telling you guys something. I actually interviewed for Google. Did you to, really? For a job at Google before it was a well known. Wow. I think they had maybe they maybe had like twelve or thirteen employees. And the reason why I didn't take the job is because it was in down near the area of the bay that I did not I not didn't want to live. Oh, Vicky. And that's stupid. Vicky. And then yes. also also they were using uh Linux and I was a Sun Solaris person. Oh what Vicky. Idiot. Oh Vicky, <laughs> that is painful. You, Not you, only you that, could have been retired I knew, right I now. Knew that I was going to say, she could have been a multi-millionaire. 
I knew this was a real startup. I knew the technology could give you, they tell you about what it does. And we, at the time, what did we have? Yahoo and all these other engines that were, yeah. they were okay. That's all we had. We didn't know any better. And I knew it. I just said, I just don't want to work there. You know, the bottom line was that they're going to pay me okay. You know, I can stay where I was and make that kind of a salary. That was, that was my justification. When I can stay where I live, I like where I live, blah, blah, blah. What a stupid fool. <laughs> that is something else. Let me move on to my last two apps after that sad story. Um, <laughs> Apple Notes, I use it for everything. I copy I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just like everything I use it for. Yeah, there's so many note maps out there, and I've tried a few of them, and some of them are so overkill. Yeah. Because you can put projects into folders, into mm-hmm. this, into that. It's like, how deep do you want to go? I was reviewing one for a uh, for my Mac a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was so intense that <laughs> I finally said, I can't do this. This yeah. is so convoluted. I just want to write a note. That's simple as that. I want to be able to copy and paste stuff. Treat it like a little scrapbook for all my yeah. uh, things. You know, I only put recipes in there when I'm planning on cooking it right away. And I'm in public. I can click on it. There's the recipe. And I can see if I, uh, I mean, not public. I don't know, at the grocery store. I can see what I need to buy. I mean, it's on, and it syncs across everything. Yeah, place, so. it's, that's really, um, I use notes all the time. I really do. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Or when you see something like uh, when I was in Florida a few weeks uh, in January with my friend, I saw this really cool quilting pattern and they didn't have it at the store i saw the quilt itself but not the pattern they didn't have any more in stock so i was able to just write it down in notes and then just look it up later yeah mm-hmm. on you know on, on online to see where i could buy it so just little things like that or i keep a list of um different room sizes and window sizes so if i have to buy mini blinds or curtains it's right there yeah. i love it and you yeah. can make folders so you can put all your recipes in one you and maybe your track, house stuff in another folder you travel information in you drag yes in oh i did that we remodeled our bathroom last year mm-hmm. i would go to home depot and lowe's i would take a picture of maybe uh, a medicine cabinet that i liked drag it into the note write everything down write down our measurements to make sure that everything would fit and you know do with the sink and the toilet and blah 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 you know tons of pictures Shared it with my husband, so it was great. Yep, like I did this with my uh, sister and I. We had to visit my nephew in the hospital after surgery, and so um, I wanted her to know where my car was. You know, so I took a picture of the 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 location, the the parking lot structure, what level it was. You know how they have it on the wall, Mm -hmm. and I just shared that with her. She go, "Oh, this is okay, cool. I could uh, let's do this more often." I said, "I thought everybody took a picture of the ready park." Oh, I do. I do because I I don't remember anymore. I just be a time I would always know where I park. I don't. I got too many things going on. I just I can't remember that. But Believe me, after getting convenient. lost at Disney, downtown Disney, in 1999, we got we took us an hour to find our car. Of course, it was oh a rental God. car. So that didn't help matters. We're just yeah. walking around. So from that moment, now we take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of awful. That happened to me too. I just kept walking past the rental car. Looking for my car. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, exactly. I have a bunch of... Um... Wait a minute, let me just say one last thing. It's SwiftKey that I use on my uh, iPhone. It's better than the keyboard, Apple's keyboards. I'm sure there's other ones out there, but I just use SwiftKey. I That's downloaded that, and I used it, and I, I went back to the Apple yeah, keyboard. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's what you're familiar with, yeah. 
Yeah, I just I force myself to get used to it because it's very good at predicting what you want to say. You know, so you don't have to keep you just type a couple of words and then it pops up really fast, much faster than uh, the Apple keyboard does. So that's me. All right, Susan. For me, I have a bunch of um, apps. I think the first one, because everyone's always complained how Adobe never made a Photoshop uh, version uh, or a real uh, art app that you could really that had that you could use on the iPad or the iPhone. And I would say Procreate by Savage Interactive. I know I've talked about it before, but it's just phenomenal, and they're always updating it. You can design your own brushes using a source or a grain. Um, now they have a lot of, uh, people that are doing calligraphy on, on this app. Uh, some really wonderful artwork that has been created with Procreate, but it has layers. It has all the functions that basically you would have with, um, pretty much Photoshop. I mean, there's some things you don't, but I mean, you can, you can use it as a drawing app or you can, also bring it in to do things with your photos, make them more art-like or, uh, uh, you know, uh, write on them, paint on them. Just, it's a fabulous app. Just absolutely fabulous. It's probably my number one app besides Snapseed. Snapseed is my very, very favorite photo editing app. That to me is like a, almost like a Photoshop in some ways, because you can bring any image into Snapseed. And I, as I talked about this before when Google um, took over Snapseed. When they bought out Nick Software, I thought, oh, forget Snapseed. I was so upset. And I have to honestly say they have uh, updated it frequently. They've added more and more features to Snapseed. And it just keeps getting stronger as a photo editing app. I think if you are going to have any, uh, one app on your iPad to or your iPhone to edit photos, this would be... Uh, this would definitely be the, the app for you. It allows uh, healing. I just talked about, you know, to removing unwanted things out of your photo. It has all sorts of different filters. It has HDR. You can uh, change something into black and white, and it has glamour glow. Now they just uh, updated it this past week, and you can do double exposure, so you can actually have two photos, uh, like uh, if you were doing some type of, like, art photo, like if you're thinking, you can do um, you can do a double image. Uh, it allows you to. It has a pose feature, which is new too. So you can actually move somebody around in a photo. It has an enhanced feature. So if you want to smooth out your skin and get rid of some wrinkles, not that any one of us would ever want to do that. Um, <laughs> they have no. that. It allows you. I use the vignette feature a lot. I also it also allows you to put text on your photo. Um, the, the most th big thing for me about Snapseed, though, is the selective function and how you use that. It was Nick really started this viewpoint technology years ago with their software. But say, for instance, you took a you took a photograph and you, your foreground or a person in your photograph was kind of dark. You know, it wasn't the exposure you wanted. So instead of doing a global change and just increasing the brightness, so you increase the entire photograph. It's brightness is so then the sky becomes washed out. The selective feature allows you to tap on where it's dark. So you just tap your finger, you, you select, you go into the selective feature, you tap on the plus button, you tap on the 
the area of the photo that you want to change and you spread your fingers apart and it will turn red and that masks it. So basically it's, it's forming a quick mask for you. Then where you tapped, it'll turn to a B. So it's a B, C, or S if you slide it up and down. So it allows you to change the brightness, contrast, and saturation. I'm not kidding you how many times I've saved photos using that feature. It's stellar. It's a stellar, stellar app. Um, I would definitely highly recommend Snapseed. I, I mean, to me, it's just like the perfect app. Um, Lightroom is good too. It's an abbreviated version of the Adobe Lightroom, but I use that a lot for photos for, um, you know, so if I'm not using Snapseed, I will use Lightroom because if I pretty much use Lightroom if I'm going into Lightroom on my computer. I use Apple Music all the time. I bought a family subscription. It does have issues. I will say that. The radio sometimes kicks out, which annoys me. Like if I leave the radio on for my dog because, you know, I, you have to fill up the silence for her if we go somewhere. And when we come back, you know, it's it's just kicked out. Or it'll say, are you still listening? Well, hell yeah, I'm still listening. If I wasn't, I'd shut, shut it off if I wasn't listening. Well, why didn't Widget say she was still listening? I know. She can't jump up there. Well, I, need, I need to well, train her to put the ball. <laughs> But Suzanne, do you find with Apple Music, because I bought the one-year subscription for $99, do you find when you look at the different playlists, it's the same playlist over and over again? Yeah, and you know what? Pandora did the same thing, too. Pandora um, had, remember, you could either thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after a while, you know, for say, for instance, it always interested me that if I put, like, a French station on, like, or instrumental, They'd have song. They'd have like a chorale or something. I'm like, no, it's instrumental, and I would go and I thumbs down it. And then what would happen is it would be like this repetitive playlist that would just drive me crazy. I think they're all like that. What I try to do, um, what I another feature I like of Apple Music actually is like Sunday morning. I I like to make brunch and I just like I love jazz. I know I know some of you don't like jazz, but I adore jazz and I love I just love Sunday morning jazz breakfasts. So. They have um, in Apple Music now, if you go into music and you look under browse and they will have different genres of music and you can select an Apple compilation of like jazz or uh, smooth jazz or and that actually has been pretty good. I've been actually liking that. So it's it's a playlist, but they select some really, really good artists on those playlists. Well, I've been pretty impressed. You know, the only problem I have with that is I have a very limited area of music that I like to listen to. I do like jazz and all that other stuff, but the jazz is sometimes they, they have on there is not something I want to listen to. I don't like smooth jazz. I only like classical jazz. Style. And they have a playlist on classical jazz. Yeah. They have Miles and, and they'll, yeah, they'll have Stan and And then they have Miles at the 1950s. I don't like Miles at the 1950s. He's not, in my opinion, that's not so... I'm so particular about what I like to listen to. That I'll be just delete. I don't want to hear this. Next, 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 next. That I just don't. That was same with Pandora. All of them. I just don't listen to music that way. It doesn't work for me. I need. I have to create. I have to create my own playlist. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me. So here's an example with the playlist. Um, if under the for you tab, like it's got Friday playlists, rock hits 1979, the hits that define the year. You can't see it when you listen through the computer, but when you when you check on it on the iPad, it says updated last year. 
So that's how old this is. It doesn't tell you when it was updated when you look through the computer. It just says Rock Hits 1979, Apple Music, Classic Rock, and then it has a list of all the different songs. Oh, you're looking for use. I'm talking about, I'm talking, if you go to browse, look under browse. Right. Oh, I've seen that. And then say new like, music, curate, curated playlists, and then genres. So you can do the curated playlist, and then they, they have all sorts of different playlists for like workout, you know, chill. And then they'll then they have new pu- music playlists. So they'll have like world record, mm. best of the week. I mean, you can just keep going on. But for jazz, um, looking here, they have the A list jazz, and Vicky wouldn't like that. But they have like essentials, which I like a lot too. So they'll have, um, you know, Stan Getz essentials, Miles Davis, my Miles uh, Davis essentials. So. Uh, that's really nice too. So if you like Herbie Hancock, if you just wanted to have a whole day of listening to Herbie and it has all of his, you know, most um well-known works. I don't think there's anything wrong with that actually. I kind of like that. But you're listening to one artist too. So I do like I do like these playlists. Like spe- oh, the Thelonious Monk and then you can add it to your library. So like Thelonious I added to my library and you know, it's just it's wonderful. I, I I actually learn about new music uh, by listening to certain podcasts. There are a lot of music podcasts, people who, it's almost like a radio station where they play new artists and you can pick and choose those artists that you like to uh, listen to. And that's how I discovered quite a number of them. Um, and I, I just don't find that I'm discovering anything that I want to listen to in, on Pandora or Apple Well, Music see, that, I disagree. I disagree because I remember no, on um, Pandora, I'd be like, oh, who's playing this? And I would run. I'd have to stop what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's fabulous. And it would make me look up somebody. And sometimes Apple Music does the same thing. Wow, who's yeah, sometimes they do that, but I have to go through so many duds that I'm spending too much time concentrating on moving to the next. I'm not listening to the music, I'm too bad. Oh, I don't want to hear that, and then it's not, you know. See, I use Apple Music, (laughs) I use Apple Music mostly for listening to a particular album. So, if if a new album has come out, or if you say, Hey, you really should hear the new, um, you know, or you know, such and such album by Herbie Hancock. I will go right to Apple Music, find that album, and listen to it in its entirety. Yeah. And, and then I decide if I like Prince, it. You know, I, don't Prince need, I don't need out. to do that. Prince's collection came out, you know, the best of Prince, which, bam, I had that. And, you know, I, that's what I love about Apple Music, though, is that I don't have to mm-hmm. buy CDs. You know, well, you obviously, now I you, want you to do, buy it. So what I'll do. But see, I listen, I listen to it, and then if I like it, then I'll go to Amazon and buy it, because it's always cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying you can do that in iTunes. You can sample the, the album. I don't sample. Yeah, sample. Yeah, but this I, is... mean, I can get the gist of, of, of the song. If they play enough of the song that you know. No, like not it. for me. I want to hear it. So that's what I do. I will listen to the whole album. And I found some really good I stuff that I really albums. liked. That's one thing I don't do. I don't buy albums. Because most of the time, I only want to, I don't want my iPod filled with thousands of songs that I only want to listen to one of them. So if I listen to it and figure out which song I want, and then I buy that song. I don't buy albums anymore. Well, and that's sometimes what happens. Music is that for your subscription. So again, I pay fifteen bucks a month, fourteen ninety nine. Um, mm-hmm. But what's nice about it, like say for instance, the Gypsy Kings. Mike and I love the Gypsy Kings. We've seen them in concert, and they are a. Even though they sing in Spanish, they um, originate in South France. So we download the albums that we want. Um, to listen to in the car. So, so when we're in France, 
basically we can just listen to, you know, through whatever system they have, you know, uh, once we hook up with Bluetooth, that's really, uh, it's awesome. And Apple music works in France because, you know, um, this, this past year we brought our little Bose speaker, our little sound link speaker. It was awesome to have in the apartment and, you know, you can listen to classical or jazz or whatever, just through Apple music. So I like the fact that we can still use it when we travel. That's, that's really a benefit for me. <coughs> and I don't want to buy albums all the time. I have so many CDs, you know, yeah. we're trying to downsize at this stage in our life. So I've taken all of our CDs that we've had through the, out the many years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the CDs, and I have burnt them onto a, a, a hard drive. And me too. you know, mm -hmm. so I can get rid of the CDs because I just oh, don't have oh, space. You're, you're causing me physical pain. No, yeah. I, I, I gave I gave mine away to me. Oh yeah, oh. I mean, there's somebody else that has yeah. a CD player. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> if I ever get to live in France, yeah. I'm not bringing a whole CD collection. I'm bringing my my ter two terabyte hard drive with and my music. Really, uh, really and then cool I'll have Apple Music. Yeah, hell yeah. What's really cool about my car is that it does have a CD player, but you can take that those songs and it, and save it onto a hard drive in my in my car. Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. what I do. I take the songs that I want off of it, save yep. it on there, and then I toss the CDs. And then when I get tired of the song, I just can take it off the off the. I agree, Vicky. Delete it. I, delete I'm it done hoarding there. stuff. I'm done. I'm no more albums. No more no CDs. More books all over my no house. more DVDs. I got, I got, oh, I got so, e versions. Yep. E versions of my books. Yep. I mean, all yep. that dust collectors. They're yep. gone. You know? Well, I still have quite a few art books that I'll probably have to sell. And I go, but you know, I totally agree. You know, it's I do yeah. like books though. Oh, I do like the smell of an old book. I do. I do. Mm, <laughs> I don't. It, it makes me sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I did. It's nothing like the feel of a book in your hand. But I can get over that. Easily, no, I, you know? I love I love I, old because one I go to I can go to the library and buy and and borrow a book. You know I don't mm -hmm. need to have uh, a hold on to a book that I'm going to only read once. Right, right. I borrow those. I do. I do like. Um, I have to say, I, sorry, all this chiming here, Cheapers creepers. It's my phone that just rang. Um, I do like Radio Paradise. I don't. Have you ever listened to Radio Paradise? No, I've never heard of that. Oh, I've never heard of it either. It's a. It's it's the thing that I listen to mostly in my studio because it has. Um, it's. I would say it's more of a chill. It's not rock. It's more. It's. I don't. I want to click. I really wouldn't consider it bluegrass or anything. It's. But it's more chilled out music, and it's just. I get hooked on to so many artists from Radio Paradise. They do a really nice mix of modern and older artists. I love it. I mean, you have to listen to ads here and there because, you know, it's free. But yeah. you can buy, I think, a paid version too. But I love Radio Paradise. And the hmm. other thing is I like for notes is Note Shelf. And the reason why I love Note Shelf is because you can have journals. So you can have digital journals into Note Shelf, but it allows you a, a myriad set of like markers and pencils. So you can do drawings. So basically, I like to use it almost like a travel journal if I don't have a, a paper, Ooh. a real paper with me. But you go That's into clever. Note Shelf, and I, I kind of like grid form. I like the grid paper very much. So you can select the color you want of, of your, you can title your notebook. And you can write, it works beautifully with the Apple Pencil. So you can just, you know, mm. write notes to yourself. You can draw things. A lot of times if we're out and about, 
you know, just making little sketches is really nice. So I love NoteShop. I think it's one of my very favorite note apps. And of course, Hipstamatic, I think has, um, they've, they haven't done too bad, um, as far as keeping up, uh, with their app and everything. Now you basically can use all of the camera lenses and, uh, flash and films that you have, and you can apply those onto photographs where before you could only take photographs with them. You couldn't you mm-hmm. know, do any post-processing with that, but now you can. And they just came out with recently with, a, they usually have a, a new combo, a new hipster pack every month for 99 cents. And eh, some of them are mostly eh, but I have to say the new one is an infrared and I really like that one a lot. So I did buy that one, but I, I think hipstamatic even though it's become very ubiquitous, I really love the the fact that you can play with so many different lens and film combinations. So I, I really do like Kipstomatic. And Pixelmator and Enlight are also photo editing slash art apps, and they're both very good. Um, Pixelator is, I would say, almost like a watered-down version of Procreate. You can do an awful lot with Pixelator, Pixelmator. <laughs> Did I say pixel later? I meant pixel later. <laughs> and Enlight the same way. Enlight has a lot of really cool effects. They've, I think they're an Israeli uh, developer team. And they've updated that app quite a lot too. And both of them are, are excellent photo editing apps as well. Because pretty much what I do on my uh, iPhone and my iPad is, you know, a lot of artwork and photo editing. So I'm always looking for new photo editing or art apps, but I'm pretty happy with the ones that are out there. Donnie Yankalow, though, said that Affinity Photo is a great uh, Mac app to take the place of Photoshop. He absolutely loves it. It's a $50 app, $49. And they are supposed to have a iPad version coming out sometime this year. And I think that's going to blow everything out of the water because when I looked at the Mac app, I'm almost thinking of buying the Mac app because it's it's really spectacular. It's beautiful effects and it's not quite a huge learning curve like Photoshop for for people that you know don't want to pay the Creative Cloud subscription for Photoshop. I really just hate a, a monthly subscription. I just detest it. I really do. I yeah. Just yeah. Which it. unfortunately, so many apps are oh, changing over to that model. It's horrible. It's greedy. I think it is. Why not just why not just put a decent price on the app and own it? Why, why can't they do that? Just make your money. You know, I don't want to have to. You know, what's it's going to end up becoming oversaturated because you know if people pay well, I paid ten dollars for this app and then you know another ten dollars for Creative Cloud and then I pay you know eight dollars for Netflix but then I pay you know this for the eventually people are going to say wow I pay a ton of money for subscriptions every year and it, what am I getting from it? You don't own anything. You really don't own right. anything. Well, the so argument like, is so the, ar- <laughs> the argument is that the developer has a steady stream of income and that instead of waiting for you to update to the next version, it's already done for you. Instead of you having to say, well, now it's going to cost me $50 to update to Affinity Photo 2, it's just automatically done. Well, these companies are moving to these, these web services uh, um, environment where they have these services they they don't even own the computers. They, Amazon has one where they put all their crap out there. They update that crap out there and you just access the, the crap. That's what I call it. You know, the crap. And that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 
they're trying to do the Netflix model for everything. And you can't do a Netflix model for everything. You can't subscribe to everything. Sometimes somebody just wants a simple app that does something really simple. You don't have to put that a million other applications. Uh, just because you have a web portal don't mean that you sh that's how you need to provide the services for, to your customers. You know, I, I don't know. It, 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 TV is the same way. They just copy each other. Somebody does something successful, they all try to jump onto the bandwagon. And, oh, yeah. And it's just, it's just, you get oversaturated with the same stuff. But see, I know? get tired. I mean, actually, I've been using my, my Prime video. You know, the, mm -hmm. the Amazon video mm -hmm. I get with being right. a Prime member? Because Netflix stinks half the time. It does. I mean, what it the does. heck, Netflix? So Amazon mm -hmm. um, came out with this megahertz streaming service. Mm -hmm. So you know how you know I like foreign films. Yeah, you know? I know. I, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> and so megahertz yeah. is mm -hmm. 8 bucks a month. And it has a bunch of Swedish and... Uh, it's like Acorn, English. right? It's but better, I think, because Acorn. Yeah, from yeah. when I looked at Acorn, it has a lot of like British shows. This has yeah. French and everything, and so yeah. um, I'm hoping they'll they'll continue even more because there's a, a Swedish series I've been watching, The Bridge, and I'd like to see the third series. It's excellent. oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's it like, is good. Oh, it's so good. The actress <laughs> I, who plays I, I Saga sister, is awesome. I told my sister I thought that the only two people in the world that like this series. Was oh. <laughs> Fabulous series. Oh my gosh, I, yes. I just absolutely adore it. But um, I'm hoping yeah. we'll end up having that. But you know, if I'm going to pay eight bucks for megahertz, or I'm going to pay eight bucks for Netflix, because half the time on Friday nights, we'll look through Netflix and there's nothing. There's just nothing mm -hmm. to watch. They used yeah. to they used to get yeah. new films. Remember, they would be like, okay, yeah. On a regular you know, basis, yeah. but now they don't. It seems like forever before they get. Any yeah, well, what they films. do is that they put it on DVD first, and then years later they stream it. Yeah, I've been going to later. Red. Years. I've been going to Redbox. You know, for a dollar fifty. Yeah, I got something at Redbox. We don't have a DVD player anymore. <laughs> no, we need to stream. <laughs> go go buy a cheap Blu-ray player. No, now we'll stream. We're good with streaming. Or we just rent off Amazon. Um, we'll either, uh, we rent it off Apple. You know, we'll just say, okay, um, let's, let's, let's see what's I just, new. I we have watch a, Moonlight. Um, an aversion to renting from uh, when I got all these other services that I'm paying for. You know, I already got Netflix, I got Hulu, I got Amazon Video. I'm not going to buy a big movie. I'm not going to do that. Uh, that's that's where I draw the line. <laughs> well, it gets expensive. I know it's it's true. Yeah, yeah. So before we continue, I do want to mention that we put a call out to our listeners to have them share what some of their favorite media is. Uh, Kevin Alder said that he enjoys the Andy Griffith Show, Star Trek, iTunes, and he still uses his Wii that he bought in 2007. <laughs> that's the MI. <laughs> Yeah, I still have mine. I don't yeah. use it. Yeah. But uh, we've got that. Then um, let me go back to my list here. Then at I am disposable 73 enjoys the Dick Van Dyke show. Taxi dances with wolves. Goodfellas. Any civ game. I guess that's it, civilization. I don't play games. So I assume that's mm -hmm. what he, what, uh, he means. And mm -hmm. tech mobile. Mm -hmm. Melissa Davis enjoys the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I have to say, you cannot watch that on TV. You must be in the theater. Yeah. First I watched it on TV once and it was 
horrible. You have to be in the theater to get the real experience. (laughs) You have to to throw the toilet paper and to make all the sarcastic remarks and to just people watch. Oh my god! Dress up, yes. The way I mean, I spend most of my time staring at people the way they're dressed (laughs) or not dressed, so to speak. But it's 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 a horrible horrible movie. But it's so much fun. And she also likes iTunes. Pat Alexander uses Dropbox and One Password. Mike McPeak, it's Star War. I'm um, sorry, Star Trek and Civilization computer games, and Donnie Yankelo, Fantastical, and The Lion King. And I agree with Fantastical. I've been using that a lot too. That's a really good calendar app. I use that for my phone and my Mac. And What's the, the Lion King? Um, the mo- oh, always mean the movie. Okay. The movie, The Lion King. Okay. Um, Fantastical. If you make a change on one device, it shows up instantaneously on the other one. So I love that. Now, as far as TV shows for me, my absolutely all-time favorite show ever, I love Lucy. You still watch it? It's not on TV by me. But when it I when I first got Blockbuster rentals all those years ago, I went through the entire series all over again. I've seen I can't tell you how many times I've seen I Love Lucy between TV or rentals or whatever. I still laugh. And that's the whole thing. Even though there's no way that Ricky and Fred don't know that those two girls in quote-unquote disguise are Lucy and Ethel, and vice versa. There's no way that Lucy and Ethel don't know it's Ricky and Fred. Come on. It's just... And, and I some of the things she's talking about this. But I, I love still that show. Laugh. I watched it over and, and over. If you look, you know, and if you look yeah. at some of the things that Lucy wears, like yeah. if they're getting dressed up to go out, some of the outfits she wears are stunning. Yeah. She was a beautiful woman. Oh, my beautiful God. Beautiful woman. But like, she wore, that. I don't not know not what that. they she call it. She was like a really, really nice person. You, If you go Google her now, she's helped other actors and actresses, gave them uh, advice about Hollywood, how to manage their money, all kinds of stuff. She was such a giving, just nice person. And this, you got to realize, all of these, uh, all her, the entire series was before we were even born. And oh I yeah, nineteen fifty one. One of them, I could act know the dialogue from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she she was a lot of there was a lot of first. I mean, she was the you know inv- mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she was president or vice president, but of Desi Lu. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about they will that, well, the way they filmed the show. I can't remember oh, yeah. if it was uh, her husband m- came up with the idea of using more than one camera. More than one camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, so that's, everything on TV is done like that now. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Brilliant. And I and I loved how she was exhausted from having to clean her apartment. <laughs> you know, all two hundred square feet of it. But you know. four, four, four rooms. <laughs> yeah. But still, I love that show, and I still laugh. Um, also, yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. How do you not oh, love Mary Tyler Moore? That still comes on the Sundance channel. Oh, does it? Yeah, it, yeah. I think it comes on like a Friday or Saturday. All, all oh, okay. Friday. I think I was it's watching Mash for a couple nights. Yeah, on on Sundance. But Mash is another one too. But Mary Tyler Moore. Oh my God, I still mm-hmm. laugh. Yeah, at some of the things that they do. Uh, I mean, it the, was like my first. Uh, it was like one of the first shows where you see a career woman. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just love her apartment. I love her style. I love. I sort of didn't like the whining, but I just liked her character. She was such a sweet woman. It appeared to be. I don't know her. I didn't know her personally, but she, her character was just so, you know, 
a regular person, you know. And um, and there was a lot of innuendo because, or yeah. um, maybe if you, I don't even know if innuendo is the right word. Like originally, the concept is she was supposed to have been a divorcee, mm-hmm. and they thought back in 1971 or 72 when the show came out that would be too risque. So she was just a single woman, but she had all these different boyfriends. So it was just sort of implied, but not really that maybe she was spending the night with them, but it was never addressed. Yeah. Because it was, again, that time in the seventies, that was just, I I think Mary's just dating these guys now. See, I didn't watch, I I didn't watch, I didn't watch shows like that because when I was growing up in the sixties, seventies, I watched, of course, the Brady Bunch. Oh yeah, I and yeah. I liked the Avengers, and I liked the Man from Uncle. Those are the those are the ones that I loved. I see even at, even as a kid, them. even as a kid, I liked foreign things. I mean, I'm throwing yeah. But I used to I, watch the Man from I Uncle. Also That's loved, like Canada, isn't it? I also <laughs> I also loved uh, Honey West too. I wanted to grow up to be a spy like Honey West. Um, I remember that one. Oh yeah, Anne Francis. Uh huh. I know. Now I'm really showing my age. But then when mm-hmm. I got older. And I didn't really watch, um, I want to say I really watched TV all that much. The, the, I, didn't, I hardly ever watched TV late teens, early 20s. It wasn't until I got married that Twin Peaks came on. And I became mm-hmm. totally enamored with Twin Peaks, not only because it was totally freaky, but it reminded me of Oregon because of the, the opening scene with the, with the uh, Doug Furs. And my husband and I became totally 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 addicted to twin peaks that was probably one of my very first shows in my as an adult that i started watching you know that's the first show that i ever binge watched yeah really it is yeah i've never been watched it i always waited for the next week you know for the next uh... yeah but you know it's that thing. i i didn't never got into it so i, I was behind so when it when years later when the, the dvds came out i just i just binge watched it it was pretty good yeah yeah, it was, oh, I mean, there was just so many classic weird things in that film. I mean, that uh, TV show, I really The pie that. thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, you know, I didn't really, um, no, I just, I have to say I watched mm. football. That's what I pretty much watched. Oh, okay, yeah. When I was football, a teenager, definitely. I'd watch Sunday, you know, with my father, I'd watch football. So Definitely. And, definitely. Je- and Jeopardy. I always watched Jeopardy. Because I'm not wow. a competitive person at all, and I don't like to be right. <clears throat> you know what, so. Suzanne? You sound, That's you know, a good show for it. Suzanne, you sound really boring. I am. I'm a, I'm a terrible bore. You really am. I love it. But my As father. A kid, I, I mean, my God. Well, my father and I always watched Jeopardy because he that he started this. I blame him because he would yeah. challenge me. He would say, you know, um, it's something like, you know, who won the Battle of the Bulge? And I would say, blah, 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 blah. And he would say, nope, that's not right. And we he had the complete set of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, my God. Talk about pre-Google. Yeah, and no, pre-Wikipedia, I'd have to run up to the encyclopedia and prove him wrong. Yeah. And, I, you yeah. know, it, I think what he did, though, is he instilled in me this insatiable curiosity for knowledge and facts. I, I have to say he really did. So I... I, yeah, I, I think that. my sister said the same thing about her, her relationship with my dad. They would watch baseball. Baseball is all about statistics and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. And she just became very methodical and detail-oriented and all that. That's the reason why she became a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and nurse, so did you. <laughs> yeah. And nurses are like that. And it's, and it's, yeah. it, I think with nursing is 
you really have to keep on top of things because medicine changes at such an alarming rate. That's why people, when they retire, take a break from nursing. Many times they have to go back and almost take a refresher course because things change so drastically in in medicine. It doesn't seem like it does, but procedures change, ways ways of doing things change. And, so, so um, Suzanne, they don't put thermometers in your mouth anymore, that kind of stuff. Some of the <laughs> stuff is just like, they just your finger to do all kinds of stuff, you know? I know. It's just, my sister was sitting in the hospital, my nephew, and she's going like, oh my God, because she, she doesn't do bedside nursing anymore. She's like, oh my God, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to do a physical. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a, well, you know, what yeah. was interesting yeah. um, is that when I was doing wound nursing in Tucson, um, one of my friends who went to a dur- he went and had a cancer removed off of his nose, and his wife said, "Would you take a look at it? It's not healing." And I, I said, "I'm oh, sure, okay. I don't like to do that, but I said, yeah, I'll take a look at it." And I said, "So what's the protocol?" And the doctor was having him cleanse the wound with hydrogen peroxide, which really is a no-no. Um, that's old th- way of thinking because you know. The thought was that if you put hydrogen peroxide into a wound, it, it fizzes and it cleans out the wound. Well, it doesn't. What it does, it's cytotoxic, so it kills good, good granulating cells. So instead, it's always better to either, you know, wash the wound with um, saline or soap and water. So the doctor didn't know that, though, because the way of thinking, when I did a wound clinic up in Phoenix, that's what was, was told to us. Because I agree, for a long time, yeah, you'd... You'd think, I, I, we always use saline when I was a nurse, but, you know, I can see why people would want to uh, use hydrogen peroxide thinking that it was getting all the germs out, but it really doesn't. It doesn't. The so, wounds, as, as you know, wounds are a specialty. You know, absolutely. Not every nurse or person know what to do about absolutely. those. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. you know, I think mm-hmm. that's why, um, you know, like with nurses, you have to be curious. You have to be seeking out knowledge constantly. And that's a, that's like with engineers or any type of profession, you know. Exactly. But, yeah, football, um, that was a great bonding experience, you know. And it's mm-hmm. funny, I married a husband that loves football just as much as I do. Yeah, I did too. Growing up in the South, football was king. <laughs> so what you, you? What about the West Wing? Didn't you binge watch that? Oh, my God, the I've West Wing. I've never seen the West Wing. I've never the West seen Wing. the West Wing. It. It West really Wing. Good. I'm watching it for the third time. time. What? Yeah. yeah. There is a West if Wing like podcast. Politics. There's a West Wing podcast, so what I do is I listen to the podcast, and then I watch the episode. And I'm just finished now with season two. Well, see, I I don't, I think the politics have burnt me out so bad, I don't, I try not to even That is the why the West Wing <laughs> is so wonderful right now. And they've got an uptick in between the podcast and what's going on, regardless of how you feel about President Trump as the president. We know whether you're pro or, or con, doesn't matter. The thing I like about the West Wing is, yes, they are very liberal Democrats, but even if you disagree with the way the politics are on the show, you see this group of people that are busting themselves to do what's right for the country. And you see the sacrifices that they make. I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night when the support staff finally gets to go home. Yep, see you tomorrow at 6. Yeah, you know this. Yeah. This is These a twenty-four-seven. Yeah, yeah. I, not not to belabor the fact, but I don't think that's happening in Washington right now. At least with no, um, no. Mm. this is this are all about special interests. Mm. But I mean, you see how much these people care about each other as human beings, 
and also the country and how they fight to do and they and the and the thing that tortures them is that they know that if they want to do this one wonderful thing for the country they have to maybe give up a little bit and do something that's going to hurt them a little bit but hope that the overall is a plus instead of a minus yeah and it's just you just and you also just see like what's involved in getting a bill passed and all the butt kissing you have to do mm-hmm. and i just love that i maybe. just I love it. Maybe maybe that's what uh, number 45 should do. He should watch the West Wing mm. so he can understand how, you know, it works. Um, one of the things that, you know, you learn about this is that everybody has their role and you have to play that role and work together. Otherwise, it's chaos. That's the reason why he's, the transition was chaos. He didn't take advice from people. We didn't think he needed a transition. You, it's, it's not... You know, easy. You know, you gotta really know what you're doing. You gotta have people that know who know what they're doing around them. That's what I liked about the show. You really gotta look at how things is in the, on the West Wing. And most of the presidents said that this is very like what they had to go through. It's not something that they just made up. They actually took advice from people who actually was involved in this stuff. So. And that's what I liked about the whole show. And I watched it. Um, they re-ran it on, I forgot the channel, one of the channels, years and years and years, for, for a number of years. So I gradually saw the show through the reruns. And I, I was like, wow, I wish I had watched it when it was on before. Yeah, we didn't watch it when it was on. We watched it on DVD. And then, not, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I we watched. Like, I wasn't into politics. I go to a period of time. Oh, it's got nothing to do with politics. I'm not into politics either. I just, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's I heard really, it was a good show, yeah, so I we watched yeah. it on DVD, and then Netflix yeah. had it, so I streamed it again for the second time, and then with the podcast, I said, "Let me watch it, podcast, you know, episode by episode," because they they talk about it and they analyze. And Josh Molina is one of the hosts of the podcast, and mm-hmm. he was in West Wing from seasons four to seven. Yeah. So, and plus, you know, they interview Alan Sorkin and they interview uh, different people that were on the show or writers or producers or directors or the makeup artists or just something. And so you get uh, similar to what the Breaking Bad episode uh, podcast was. So you get to have a little bit of insight of how something was done or what their thought process was. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And the thing also with the West Wing is in season seven, when they had Jimmy Smith as the Democratic uh, candidate and Alan Alda as the Republican running for president we're watching both of them and thinking you know something if i voted for one and the other one i'd be okay (laughs) because again these were both two people that of course one was following democratic party lines and one was following republican but these were two people that didn't want to throw mud at each other they wanted to run a clean campaign and they wanted what was best for the country and i'm just thinking it's a win. I mean, I know it's a TV show, but if this yeah. were real, this is a win-win. Yeah. It might not be your guy that wins, but they both want what's best. It's yeah. like, why couldn't this be for real? Well, it's not. Yeah. I know. It's I know. Yeah. But then on a lighter note, I also loved Cheers and Frasier. I love Frasier. I love Frasier. <laughs> yeah. I I know my husband got me into Cheers. You're right. I, I watched Cheers for a while. And Frasier was good. But then I started just to get turned off um, with the OCD of his brother. Oh, my God. He was driving me crazy. Maybe because <laughs> oh, oh. I have OCD. Maybe. Maybe mm. too close to the bone. Let me tell you a Cheers story. Quick Cheers story. When I was pregnant with my third son, we would watch... Um, and so right now the news is on from like four o'clock to seven o'clock every night. It's probably like that everywhere. 
But at the time, you didn't watch the news until six o'clock. So if we were eating dinner early, I think at five or five thirty, Cheers was on the local station before the news came on. So we're eating dinner and we're watching Cheers, and we we knew we were having a boy, and we were going to name him Mark. And we're watching Cheers, and I just we're watching, and then I looked at my husband and I said, Sam, that's a good name. <laughs> our youngest really? son's our youngest son's <laughs> name is Sam. Oh, that's funny. We did not name him after Sam Malone, who, if you'd ever watched Cheers, he's the bartender and the star of the show. We did not name him after him. I just thought, that's a good name, Sam. Yeah. And we have a Sam now. It's cute. <laughs> so, a little bit of trivia there. Well, so, me, for those me were just. Was, for me, it was Breaking Bad. I my God, do you oh, know I still miss Breaking Bad. I, I went and watched Felina. Great show. I watched Felina, um, the very last episode of Breaking Bad. Um, probably about a month ago. But I also, I have to say The Wire, and I know that's on Vicky's list. I think The Wire yep. and Breaking Bad are just awesome. But, you know, Homicide Life on the Street was fabulous, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. Hom- you go that back and look at it. All the, all the actors and actresses. Yes. I never saw oh, Homicide. Oh, I never it saw was that show. You know how I started watching Homicide was it was on Sunday morning because it, it had it had like two seasons. And it mm-hmm. wasn't getting great ratings. And no, so I remember good. watching, uh, Mike and I used to always watch Sunday morning, and they said, the be- this is the best show that you aren't watching. And we Are said, you Charles Corral's show? Yeah. And so yeah, we started yeah, watching yeah. it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we became totally it, hooked. Matter of fact, uh, yeah. Giancarlo Esposito, who plays, um, uh, what's his name, in Breaking Bad. Oh, come on, Suze. Uh, I know. It's, uh, it's, Gus it's, it's Gus. Uh, yeah. Gus. Gus. He, he played in Homicide Life on the Street. But the the acting was Andre so Brower. powerful. Oh my the, god, he was so good in that. The script writing every yeah. week were it was just so good. I mean, those a lot of the actors have gone to other things, but boy, I have to say, Homicide was probably one of my very favorites of all yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And then um, on the on the British side, I loved MI Six. That went for ten seasons, and Netflix used to have it, so I binged watched that. Um, and then. Sherlock Holmes with Jeremy Brett. When Jeremy Brett died, I remember crying. He was absolutely awesome as Sherlock Holmes. But I like the new Sherlock with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I love the modern mm. take on Sherlock. I don't know if you I guys have like seen it, one. but it's fabulous. I, 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 I like the first season. The second season, uh, I couldn't get through Sherlock. Oh, I love it's, it. It's too, it's too um, pally. You know, I, I like it when it's like he's just. Socially uh, awkward and just mean, and I like that's the Sherlock I like. <laughs> I don't want the oh you're my best friend and I love you kind of. Well, I, no. but I like the modern the texting and I like just the way the modern bent on it. But I do have to say is um, Jeremy Brett for me is probably the best Sherlock of all times. I just thought he was brilliant in it. And then I loved Inspector Morse with John Thaw and Endeavor is about the young Morse. So that's the uh, that's the sequel, or I would say prequel, of Morse as a young um, uh, detective. And I really like those two. And I love Foyle's War. I don't know if either one of you saw Foyle's War. It was, did you ever no. see? Oh, Foyle's War is great. It takes place uh, in World War II in this village in England. And the World, World War II is going on around them, but they don't focus so much on the war. It's about solving murders and crimes within the realm of the world war two as the background. It's very, very good. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that one too. 
But that's my little quirky. Oh, and then Engrenage, which is the French detective thing. That that you can um, stream on megahertz, actually. Megahertz has that. Well, for me, it's really simple. I just have two TV shows that I like. I like a bunch of the other ones. And the reason why I didn't put those on there, because you guys had them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had The Wire, of course. And um, Law & Order, I love the original one. I love... I like the criminal intent one, only the one that had, um, oh my God, his name just went right out of my head. The first criminal intent, um, um, I, I thought it was it was very clever. Um, but the Law and Order one, it had such really good actors as the major characters. They were really, really yeah, strong they were. characters. They, the older um, ones, I agree with you, Mickey. That, and the women, the women uh, uh, roles on the, on the original Law and Order were strong roles. They weren't so wimpy. They weren't constantly getting kidnapped and raped. You know, like that I feel about the SUV one. It's sort of demeaning. And it's supposed to be, um, she's supposed to be in charge and she's constantly doing really stupid stuff, but they said she's smart. I don't get it, you know. Um, and, and in the real world, if you were raped by somebody and the product of rape, it's probably to tell you maybe you shouldn't work in the rape uh, environment because every, everybody that comes to you, you're going to think it's raped. And pretty much she does. She believes the victim every time. And doesn't really, uh, she's not very um, um, uh, biased. She's very biased. You know, she's not, she can't step away and uh, not become part of the case, which is the reason why she gets kidnapped and raped. <laughs> That's the SUV one. Uh, I'm talking about the, the, the female Benson character. Uh, I just don't like that show. It doesn't work for me. Uh, but the law, original Law and Order, a, lo- um, a lot of those people are super talented in other ways, too, that are on that show. They're into theater and they sing and do all kinds of stuff. Um, and I think that's the reason why he had that one, that one in New York. And that's the reason why you see a lot of people there that you've seen in other, other things. Um, and watching that show, you see a lot of young actors and actresses that went through there. So it's, it's really, really funny. It's a lot of cameo. They weren't cameo appearances at the time, but then right now they are. But it was on a long time, and I, I still watch it in reruns. Um, but that's that for TV. Uh, and movies, I, the only movie I can really think of that I watch every time it comes on is The Shawshank Redemption. It's just... And- I can't I love, believe I didn't write that down, Vicky, yeah, because that, that is, is such a fabulous movie. I it love is. revenge it stories. Is. I love when people, when somebody overcomes themselves. I mean, this is just so uh, uplifting, you know. And I went to see this movie all by my lonesome, and I, that was the, like the first time I ever went to a movie by myself. And I went to the movie theater. It was the middle of the, of the week, in the middle of the day. And I was the only person in the movie theater. So afterwards, I was looking around. I can't even share this with anybody. I said, this is such a good movie. It is. I thought I, it's a I, brilliant thought I was going to take a nap or something. You know, it's based on a Stephen King book. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think. Was it called Rita, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Yeah. I think is what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Such a good, yeah, yeah such a fabulous yeah. movie. It then, is. of course, with, with me, you've got the 12-year-old boy, Blazing Saddles. Oh, I, I still laugh yeah. every when I'm flipping stations and that comes on and the campfire scene comes on. Um, I still have tears from laughing. You, know, you would think I, at, I've seen this movie so many times. You think I would go, oh yeah, this again. I still you know when, laugh. You know when that movie came out, I was too young to go see it. My mom would let me go see it. Uh, my oldest sister went to see it, and uh, she's very good about telling stories. 
she told us scene by scene by scene what happened in that movie. So years later, when I really got a chance to watch it, it was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> she was, she, and she had us laughing every moment. That show, it was, it's a lot of physical humor, a lot of uh, stuff that now you probably got to go, eh, I still laugh. Was very, it's, very politically incorrect. Yeah, Madeline I, Kahn. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and what was the guy? Uh, Cleavon Little? Cleavon Little. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Brooks. It, oh. And then, um, what's the other guy? He just died. Recently. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yeah. Gene Wilder. God, that was so cute. So that funny. That was such a cute movie. And then going along with Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. I, I thought just, your hump just, was on the other side. What hump? <laughs> you know, and the brain of Abby Normal, and of course Madeline Kahn again. Madeline Kahn again, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, it so just, funny! It was really silly, but clever at times. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, very funny. And belly, and, belly, belly laughs. That's the kind of mm-hmm. you get out of that kind of stuff. I love Mel Brooks. I also love, 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 love The Sandlot. I, I do, do too. Oh, I what shocked. a great movie, we, for kids, we, especially I for kids. That for my kids before it was even popular. That in a yeah. Christmas story, and then they just you know became. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it. Sandlot was a throwaway movie for me. Like, ah, oh, there's nothing else to rent. It's got it's about baseball, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It's oh, a great it's movie. A so I saw, I saw it on like one of the HBO, one of the channels. I was just mm-hmm. on a Saturday, nothing to do. I went, oh my god, this is good. <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty good. What do you mean? Who's this baby Ruth? <laughs> no. <laughs> School of Rock? I love oh, School of what, Rock. Uh, Jack With Jack Black. Black. Yep. It was cute. I mean, it's not a classic. It's not going to win Academy Awards. But, you watch but it every time. I, you know, and it was on TV a few weeks ago. So I looked it up on Internet Movie Database, you know, coming full circle here. And the <laughs> kids that were in that movie were actually playing the instruments and singing. It wasn't really? it wasn't fake. And some of those kids went on to become professional performers. Hmm. That was like their only gig as far as acting was concerned. Wow. But I thought, wow, you know, because a lot of times it's, you know, somebody else is actually drumming and playing guitar and whatnot. But these kids are actually playing guitar and playing, you know, playing the drums and singing and so forth. So I thought, wow, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Grease. My no, favorite God, musical? No, definitely. Oh not. yes, I love oh, Grease. Horrible. My favorite. Oh no, my favorite musical. Oh. oh, it's not my favorite, but I enjoyed it when I finally saw it, like no. years after it. Oh, I saw it. I mean, uh, I never could. Can, can you twice. say Pink Bubblegum? Oh man, <laughs> love. Grease. I thought it was campy. I thought it was campy. Campy's a good word. Oh yeah, yeah. I've soundtrack. I've got the soundtrack on album. I've got the soundtrack on MP3. I, I saw it twice. I've got. I own a copy of it. Love Grease. Maybe it's just because um, I'm not Olivia Newton-John fan. Sorry, I can't stand I Olivia Newton-John. Like I don't I like her, like but her. I love the movie. And like then her. from um, Disney and Pixar, etc. The Lion King. That is such a. I mean, the broad. We saw it on Broadway too. Fabulous, fabulous oh, it's show. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. We saw it on Broadway. It on Broadway. I we saw, saw the touring company <laughs> and the movie. It's yeah. just a fabulous movie. And Toy Story. Not Toy parts Story. two and three. Those were terrible. But Toy Story one was so funny. What I what I love is the way they did the scenery. You know how in um, in a movie you go in someone's home and, and it's perfect, not a scratch on the wall, everything's uh-huh. in place. What you saw smudges on the wall. You saw real. They tried to make it look real. 
And that was really clever. I mean, and, and of course it was funny. It was just hilariously funny. They did. Yeah, I love that. I watch that every time it's on TV. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. And then finally, Father of the Bride, part two. I like the first one. I like part two better. When, when mother when mother and daughter were both pregnant at the same time. Get out of town. Martin Short, mm-hmm. oh, he was great. Yeah, I don't remember the second one. I, I, I well, it was when it was when uh, the daughter was pregnant, and then a few weeks later, mom found out she was pregnant. So they had the pregnancy at the same time, and you had Martin Short's character, whose name I can't remember offhand. Um, his character decorated the nursery, which of course was like a hundred thousand dollars. Martin Short, you mean she? No, Martin Short Martin, for Father of the Bride. He played the design. He played the uh, wedding oh, planner. Designer. Mar- uh, uh, that, that was Martin. Uh, something Martin. No, that was Martin, Martin Short. Short. That's Martin, Steve Martin Short. Steve Martin was a husband, right? Yes, Steve Martin was Steve, the yeah, was yeah, the father yeah, of the bride. Yes, and then oh, Martin yeah. Short. Oh, just just. I don't remember the second one at all. Yeah, just fun. It was just you know nothing deep, just fun. And when I and another movie that when it comes on TV, if I'm flipping channels, I stop and watch it. That's it for me. I could go on, but I won't. <laughs> now, of course, Suze's are more cerebral. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. That's rare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I have the. I love the. I love the Nolan brothers. I love Christopher Nolan. I have to say that Inception is probably one of my very favorite films. I like films that play with my head. Um, I almost put Blue Velvet on there because I really like. That David Lynch film too, but I didn't. But I put I think, and I think that has stood the test of time. Blue Velvet, but Memento is probably one of my favorite films. I just I, I just I really like those um, movies that it's not it's not like I never say his name right. M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> don't don't crucify me on the pronunciation. But I just when you expect a twist, I didn't expect a twist with Memento, and I love that movie. I just think that's fabulous. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, of course, Amelie. I loved Amelie. I just, I still love Amelie. Because it's French. Of course it's French. <laughs> you have to have seen Amelie on uh, Audrey Tattoo. I saw, I've seen it, yeah. Oh, I no, love that movie. I just love that movie so much. It's so quintessentially okay. French that I, I just love it. I love the Matrix trilogy. I still do. Mm. If, I, if I ever see it on TV, I always stop and watch it. I just think it's... I think it was a wonderful trip. I can't move my finger faster across that one. I, I just did not like Matrix. I didn't get it. You didn't? Oh, I, I didn't it. get what was the big deal. The story and everything, I didn't know why people were so excited about it. It was okay. But I didn't get, I, I thought one was enough. The trilogy wasn't Oh, see, I just think Neo and being the one. And I just think, I, I love the, all the symbology of that movie. I don't know. I, I love mm. the effects. I loved everything. I love that. I think this was the movie that started the fight scenes where they do slow-mo on the fight scenes and then draw you in real fast with the camera. I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. Absolutely loved The Matrix. I love The Lord of the Rings. I have to say I truly, truly did. Of course, I do have a crush on Viggo Mortensen, too. But in a, incidentally, I thought the, I thought the cinematography um, was just really beautiful, and I was really happy that so many people got hooked on Tolkien all over again. Yeah, and what I liked about it is the way it looked on the screen. It's beautiful. 
I mean, oh yeah, I got this. He did a really good. Like, Peter Jackson did a really great job. I don't really necessarily like CGI effects all, when it's so you know over the top, but I thought they really did a nice job with it. I, I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I, yep. I really loved all of them. Uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars goes without standing, but I'm talking about the original, the uh, original three. Those are my still will always be my favorites. Because Again, I, I lose my nerd card on it. I never was a fan of Star Wars. No, oh, I did. I, I mm-hmm. when Star Wars first came out in 1977, seven um, wasn't it? Babies, huh? we were babies. <laughs> oh, poor. Um, I had seen it in the theaters, and then when I went to France, when I went to Paris, I went to Paris for a year. Um, it was Le uh, Guet uh, des Etoiles, and the lines were out the door. It was so awesome. So I got to see it again, mm. which was really awesome for me, lear- you know, learning French, because they had the French subtitles underneath. But So I could say, oh, okay, that's how you say that word. It was really, mm. really good. So um, mm. I liked Star I, I, Wars. I, I saw it like a decade afterwards. Yeah. And I, I didn't even like it then. Oh, no. I, I can understand not liking it then because the technology was like really wonky. But when I looked at it, even then, I thought the technology was even wonky for back then. It just looked really cheap to me. Yeah, I still liked it though. I like yeah, this. I like. Yeah. I like sometimes like the little. You, you do know the backstory. You do know the backstory is that they thought this was going to be a flop. Yeah, because they thought they thought it was cheaply done and looked. But bad I, I and like the good. Kind of I, you know, I will always yeah. like a, a good. You know, the good. Um, overcomes evil type of thing. And that's really mm-hmm. what it is. Same with The Lord of the Rings. But I think one of my favorite films that I used to rent for my sons when they were small, and it's our all-time favorite classic, is The Princess Bride. Oh, my God. We quote that still to this day. I, I think still haven't seen it. Rob Reiner. I are you like kidding it. me? Like the, I you did kidding? not like Princess Bride. <gasps> no, I didn't get it. But oh, well, no, you I, like, mean, I love this you know, People the West Wing, okay, and... Robin Wright played in it, but um, oh, God, uh, Carrie Ulis, who who played, um, I don't even, you, you don't really know this? But anyway, he wrote a book about the backstory of The Princess Bride. I absolutely, uh, I, I can't even believe anybody would not see that. They are, I mean, you talked about uh, Blazing like Saddles it. and you talked about Young Frankenstein. There is so much quotable uh, lines in The Princess Bride. Uh, Carol Kane plays in it. Uh, Billy Crystal plays in it. Um, and Andre the Giant plays in it. I can't even believe you you, you haven't seen it, Elisa. I mean, no, seriously. I, I think it's well, on. I'm checking my Netflix oh my now. God. I think it I might think be on, on my list. I think it's on Netflix. It might be. Yeah, I think I have it on my on my it's, list. It's a love story. There's Wesley, Peter Falk. Play, okay, Young Fred Savage. It starts off with, you know, he's sick in bed. Peter Fox's grandfather, he comes in, he reads him this story about the Princess Bride. And it just, oh, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful film. Hmm, it's not. Let me see. Princess... Mandy Patinkin, I think, plays in it. I mean. Yeah, Mandy Patinkin's in it. Prince. I just, it did nothing for me. Uh, it actually bored oh, me. It, oh, I it... did not like it. I didn't. I thought it was okay. You trying to do it like a Mel Brooks kind of thing? No, it wasn't Mel Brooks at all. This was. I know awesome. it wasn't. I know it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It was that Rob Reiner, right? Yeah, it wasn't slapstick. Yeah, like I know, Brooks. but it I thought he was trying to copy that. It wasn't, and I just did not enjoy it. I just thought it was same way with what's the movie uh, with Michael Keaton and with the ghost. He plays the ghost. 
Um, it's a funny name for the movie. Michael Keaton plays the ghost, and there's uh, Gina Davis is in it. Oh, is that um, Beetlejuice? I hated that movie. Well, Beetlejuice, like you can't compare. Thing. No, 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 Vicky, you can't compare Beetlejuice. I'm just, I'm just, to the my point is this: there's oh, a lot of popular movies. Okay, Star I'm gonna, Wars. I'm gonna throw it out. Princess Bride. Okay, so, all those that I look at it, and it's just I don't get it. It doesn't mess okay, with what I'm I like or what I to. I'm throwing this out to the readers. I mean, our readers, listeners. I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing. I'm, prepared, I'm throwing this out to our listeners. What do they think of the Princess Bride? So I'm just throwing that out. I'm so sure. I, still, I, have I have no opinion. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there are list. millions of people who like it. My point is this. There are a lot of popular music, star movies, Star Wars and Princess Bride and all those things and then Beetlejuice that I did not get. I just... Go to a movie expecting something and it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I I just it just flabbergasted me. And another movie that was really really popular. Um, oh gosh, it just the name of the movie just went out of my head. But I, it's I I expect more. I don't want a formula. I don't want something to be like something else. Sometimes that'll work for me. But in those movies. Especially the Princess Bride. I fell asleep on it. It was just so Well, so I didn't snore. fall asleep. But anyway, I've got a lot on my list still. So Casablanca. Okay. I think Casablanca is another one that has stood the test of time. I think it's a beautiful film. I absolutely love that film. Once. I, I mean, yeah, I've seen it once. The know. Raiders of the Lost Ark, all of them, I adored. I just Even the last Ford. one? Yes. I love I them like all. The, I love the last them one all. was horrible. No, I love them all. I love them all. I really do. I thought Sean Connery, the very last one, when he, uh, Sean Connery played his father, I thought, I don't care. I, I love that. I thought that was funny. I thought that yeah, was I funny, did too. but I like the first one best. The, the, this, the next film, The Red Violin, is one of the most beautiful films. Beautiful. Oh, God, um, Samuel Jackson plays oh. in this film, and it basically it's about a violin, a history of a violin. So it goes mm-hmm. back to when the violin was actually being made, and it goes through the generations, um, and you've it ends up at this auction house, but it's just an exquisite film. If anyone gets a chance to see that, and the soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks. The cinematography, I saw it at the theater. Beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. art film. If you get a chance to see it, and, yes, it's, and it's definitely a beautiful soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. Joshua Bell plays, um, he, he's done a version of the red violin, which um, with his violin mm-hmm. is beautiful. The next one is the black book, which is it's very, very good. It's about um, World War II, this beautiful blonde who is Jewish. And she has an affair with a uh, Nazi <clears throat> uh, captain, uh, basically to save her life. But it's, again, the cinematography is beautiful. It's a really great thriller. Um, you may be able to find it on Netflix or maybe Amazon Prime, but that one I really enjoyed as well as well as The Lives of Others. All, oh, my God, that is just a fabulous film. Definitely stood the test of time. It's about um, the Stasi and Eastern um, Germany, uh, excuse me, East, uh, East Berlin. And this one man has to listen, basically eavesdrop on people's conversations because the Stasi at that time had files on on everyone so they wiretapped just about everyone talk about a, a cult of paranoia or a society of, of, of paranoids but the actor that played in the title role has since passed away but a fabulous actor I highly recommend lives of others that's a, just a f- wonderful wonderful film 
Uh, Dr. Shivago, I saw as a kid in the theater, and I absolutely fell in love with the movie. Um, I think Omar Sharif and Geraldine Chaplin and Julie Christie, it was just an exquisite film. I don't know if either one of you saw Dr. Shivago. But the no, I never have. You never saw Dr. Shivago? I've seen it. Oh, I think it's so beautiful. It's so tragic. It's so Russian. It's so Russian because it's so tragic. I can't believe mm-hmm. you you haven't seen that one. That it, that one's probably a little dated, but I still yeah. think it's really really pretty. I think it's just a it's a it's 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 a based on a novel by Boris Pasternak, and that got mm-hmm. me into Russian novelists. So I have to thank that movie for inspiring. Are you talking about you talking about the original one? I don't even know if there's been another one since Omar Sharif. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is. I would never watch that one. I only watch. Yeah. I like to watch the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Dead Poet Society. That's probably one of my very favorite Robin Williams films. I know we all have some, but I just think that one is beautiful. That one made me tear up a bit. Yeah, yeah. That one <laughs> was a beautiful film. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the Gladiator. I absolutely love, love, love that film. Mm, I'm not gonna start it. Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to say anything. Another popular movie. <laughs> it's wonderful. For one thing, the soundtrack by Hans Zimmer is stunning. And that got mm-hmm. me, um, oh, oh, I just lost her name for a minute. I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Um, that movie, when I first watched it, it my son and um, my husband kept saying, Suze, you have to see Gladiator. You ha- you'd love Gladiator. You'd love Roman things. You'd love to see Gladiator. Nah, nah, nah. So one night when they were gone, they were on, gone on a scouting trip, I went and I watched the Gladiator, and I watched it twice. I watched it back to back. I yeah. was stunned. And Lisa Giroux, who does the vocals in that, her... She is a stunning vocalist. She's one of my uh, one of my favorite musical artists. I love. I always have her albums. Um, you know, when I'm walking or something, I'm always listening to them. So, but I thought Russell about Crow, I thought Russell Crowe was fabulous in The Gladiator. I truly, truly mm. did. I did. I just thought it was a great film. I just thought mm. it was awesome. And then I also loved um, Chocolat. Johnny Depp yeah, like was that. before he got all tatted up. I thought he was really stunning in that film too. They got a French accent somehow. Or another. <laughs> and I loved. I love Chocolat. <laughs> I thought it was. A, I thought it was an adorable story. I truly did. And then I thought it was pretty. It was beautifully done too. It was. And then Kawanaskazi yeah. is another one. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, Never heard of it. Oh, Never heard of it, it is a fabulous film. When I was in. Um, college my uh drawing professor he said we're going to watch this film and tell me what you think of it and it's a documentary and basically Kiwanis Katsi is the Hopi word for life out of balance there's tr- there's a uh, trilogy of these films uh Kiwanis Katsi um I think the last one is Nuanis Katsi I can't remember the, the middle one but Kiwanis Katsi is there's no dialogue, okay, in this film. So basically what you're watching is you are watching images. So they will have all these footages of like, and sometimes they're really fast, like people um, in the city, you know, going back and forth. And you see this repetition and you see how, um, like with these little chickens, the one that hit me was the little chickens going down into the chute. And sometimes the the images are very alarming, but you realize that um, 
it's all about civilization. It's about technology, and it's about the way that humanity relates to those two things. And Philip Glass, who's one of my very favorite composers, Philip Glass does, um, I think, all of the movie's soundtracks. And it's really stunning. There's no, like I said, there's no dialogue. But you just watch this, these images, and it, it really makes you think. It, it really does. It's just this repetition. Hmm. Oh, power cuts. No, no, no dialogue to make you, uh, force you to think no. one way or the other. No. You just react. No. no, no. It just makes you really think. And it it's almost a series of patterns because sometimes they use slow motion. Sometimes they mm-hmm. speed it up. Um, sometimes they use uh, time-lapse film. It's, it's really, really stunning. All three of them. I have all three of them. Um, and I... I was never the same after he showed us that. It stuck with me. You know, sometimes there's films that really stick with you and make you think, and Kiwanis Katsi made me do that, I have to say. I really mm. loved it. And it, it, then it turned me on to Philip Glass, who I absolutely love his, his work. I absolutely love Philip Glass. Well, I see why you didn't spend a lot of time watching uh, when you were younger. You were waiting to be old enough to appreciate some of the more heavier stuff, because most of yours are... Way heavier. <laughs> I'm a heavy. Wow. I'm a heavy man. But <laughs> yeah. well, you've You've truly have turned me on to a lot of stuff that I would never like. A lot of the uh, foreign films I would never Aww. watch. Them. Well, thank you. You told me about TV shows and stuff like that too. Well, but, again, it's yeah, I. I sure. love learning about other cultures, and I love to I learn. Too, yeah. Yeah. I love to hear other cultures' music. I like their films. The only um, culture that I really haven't, I don't have a deep appreciation because probably I'm not so exposed to it, is probably South America. But I love African culture. I don't listen to like um, a lot of South American music or their cuisine. And, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been or visited there. So, you know, but I do like other cultures and I like to, um, I can't can't help it. That's always been, there's, there's always been that curiosity about that for me. Mm. Okay, so I think we're going to wrap up because we are running a little bit long, but we had a lot to talk about. So I do want to mention before we we leave is that if you are considering going to Maxstock, which is taking place in the Woodstock, Illinois area, July, let me look that up again. I should have had that at my fingertips. It is going to be July 15th and 16th in Woodstock. You can get $30 off a premium or standard ticket if you use the coupon code 3GEEKYLADIES. And it's the number three, Geeky Ladies. And we'll have that in the show notes. So I would highly recommend going to MacStock if you can. And if you just go to the link in the website uh, on our show note page, it'll give you all the information that you need. So we would love to hear from you. Did Especially you agree? about the Princess Bride. No, we don't want to hear about <laughs> and that. And how much you love Greece. <laughs> No, we would yeah. like we would love to hear from you if you agree or disagree with our picks or some of the picks of your own. You can reach us through Twitter or Facebook or Google Plus. All the information of how to get a hold of us is on our website, which is threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. Thank you so much for listening these hundred episodes. Here's to a hundred more, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.
you made you a few boo-boos, right? You coming out for one of your biggest events. That's true. And all I saw was him looking down, reading the auto cue. For heaven's sake, Mr. Cook, get your mm together. And you don't know what you're talking about. For your biggest product. I was not <laughs> impressed at all. <laughs> even even the excitement. Japanese guy who can't speak English did a better job than Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the G-Man.